why would you take your family to live and grow up so far from home? <laughs> Have you met my family? No. <laughs> um, and to take it one step further, I would say, spend time with passionate people, people who are interested in something really passionately. When design teacher and education leader, Carrie Lee Beasley, looks for inspiration, she turns to field trips for adults. Only she takes her entire family with her. Find out why on this episode of Change the Narrative. This is Change the Narrative, the podcast about innovation in education and the workplace. I'm your host and tour guide, Michael Hernandez. The central coast of California, between Santa Barbara and Monterey, is one of my favorite places. Its lush rolling hillsides are dotted with oak trees, and the craggy cliffs make for dramatic waves at the edge of the Pacific Ocean. It's where newspaper magnate William Randolph Hearst built his mansion, called Hearst Castle, which later became the inspiration for the movie Citizen Kane. And I'm here kayaking in Morro Bay, a sleepy resort town, to clear my head and relax a little bit. The bay is filled with sea otters and sea lions, all under the watchful gaze of Moro Rock, a massive dome of granite that juts into the sky at the edge of the beach. Maybe you're like me. You need to go for a walk or get your hands dirty in the garden, or better yet, visit someplace new to get inspired. I didn't realize it before, but I think subconsciously I put myself in places and situations where I'm prone to chance encounters with ideas I have no expectations or rules, and so maybe that's why I'm more accepting of new ways of viewing the world or getting perspective on my own projects. I wonder how we can harness chance to improve our work and help our students find solutions to problems. How can we leverage experiences to cultivate fresh ideas? And what does that look like for educators or scientists or business leaders? With 20 years teaching experience globally, including New Zealand, England, Indonesia, Singapore, and Switzerland, Carrie Lee Beasley is passionate about supporting educators and using technology to enhance learning across the curriculum. She's an Apple Distinguished Educator and a Google Certified Innovator with a strong instructional coaching background. Outside of school, Carrie Lee is an enthusiastic foodie, loves reading young adult novels, traveling, and has taken up gardening. Her next adventure will see her move her family to China to take up the role of high school learning and ICT coach at the Western Academy of Beijing. Thanks for joining me in this conversation, Carrie Lee. I'm really excited to chat with you again. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, I think we first met, was it the Apple Distinguished Educator Global Institute? Was it 2016? I think so. Yeah, it's a while back now. Yeah. And uh, then I got a chance to attend your Rethinking Literacy Conference in Singapore a year later. That was really great. Um, it's funny because in episodes two and four, I talked about the importance of developing a professional network. And uh, I'm really lucky to have someone like you uh, in my network that I can lean on for inspiration and feedback. So it's awesome to, to have you as part of my, I don't know, professional family. It goes both ways. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And I also use your, your ebook, Design Secrets Revealed, with my students every year. So thanks for publishing that. That's a pretty amazing resource. No problem. You're originally from New Zealand, but you've traveled the world working at international schools in places like Singapore and Switzerland. And I'm sort of curious, like, what's it like living and raising kids in places that are very different from where you grew up? Since leaving New Zealand, I lived in England for a year. We moved to Indonesia for three years, uh, Singapore for 12, and I've spent the last two in Switzerland. So my kids were born in Singapore. So it's kind of interesting when you think about where, where they think home is. There have been some sort of funny stories about we've been at Universal Studios and one of the little animals will come up and ask Scarlett uh, where she's from and she'll say New Zealand and they're like we're in New Zealand and she has absolutely no idea how to answer <laughs> because she was born in Singapore she's never lived in New Zealand it's a bit of an adventure but I think it gives them a really interesting cultural perspective of the world you know I think a lot of people have a special attachment to their hometown or at least their home country and find it really hard to leave so I'm assuming you're not a criminal on the lamb <laughs> <laughs> no 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 um well, it's funny, New Zealand is, as I said, it's so isolated, but there's this expectation that sort of after school or perhaps after university that they go and do a couple of years overseas. I know other people would call it in different countries um, a gap year, but in New Zealand they call it an OE, an overseas experience. It's funny that you even have a word for it. Like, I don't think we have a word for it in the States, like to leave the oh. country and come back. Oh, I did not know that. Other than I'm going on a trip somewhere <laughs> home. There's not like an official word for it. And I teach high school. And so every year there's this thing called homecoming and it's the big <laughs> in the fall where everybody comes home back to their roots and they see everybody and they reconnect um, around that sporting event. You know, thinking about like that attachment to home, um, why would you take your family to live and grow up so far from home? <laughs> have you met my family no <laughs> no they're they're really good people we miss them a lot um I, I think for me it's something about different perspectives and adventure and um and putting yourself in a bit of challenge like whenever I think about moving home I just see it as kind of a bit boring because I already know it I already know what the cultural mores are I know what the food is like and I know what the people think and do there was a really great quote by Helen Keller that was life is either a daring adventure or nothing at all. And I quite like that one. That resonated with me. I feel like the concept of home can mean an attachment to a certain way of seeing the world or other people. But I wonder that if it might be detrimental to innovation and problem solving because it sort of colors how we view challenges and what we might be able to consider for solutions. So how do you think living abroad has affected your professional life in terms of innovation and developing new ideas for work? I'm just like whenever when you started saying that I just pictured being in traveling through Vietnam and having like five people on a motorbike and you just see things that are, that give you totally different perspectives on the way that you uh, approach something and I think something that's helped me within my professional life is that I actively seek out other opinions or different perspectives from different cultural groups around the world uh, like for example if I'm thinking about design the use of color in different countries is significant and and means very different things. Um, I heard an interview with Tim Brown of IDEO, the design firm recently, mm -hmm. and he said something really interesting. He said that ideas come from interactions with the world and interactions with other people and the places they live in. And it sounds like exactly what you're talking about right now. 
when you're in different countries, you have to be creative. Like you have to do things differently. You can't just like go down to the bank and open a bank account. You've got to like figure it out first and um, what's the best way to do it? Who's going to help you? All of that sort of stuff. Yeah. Cause we're talking about um, finding other people um, as sources of inspiration and you're physically doing that rather than just like reading a book or right. seeing it online, you're sort of physically forced to have to imagine a new solution to something. And I wonder how that translates into your work and your work teaching students. Well, it certainly gives me great perspective in, in working with students. They've come from so many different places and they had so many different experiences. One of my um, colleagues at a sister school in Chicago has just been visiting us. And she was, she's a National Geographic explorer, um, Peg Kiner. She's fantastic. Anyway, she was presenting to a group of kids and they were like, oh, about pollution and the ocean. They're like, but in Japan, they don't have a lot of a lot of pollution. They've got, you know, there's no rubbish on the streets. Why is it in Japan that they don't have the, the, the you know? And after our lesson, she said, wow, I, they just have so many culturally rich perspectives to bring to something that I would never have considered. So it does, it does rub off on your work. You, you can draw on the things that the kids bring or you can ask, seek, seek their perspectives and ask them what it's been like in their, in their cultural context. But I, I do want to jump on what you said about spending time with interesting people. Um, and to take it one step further, I would say spend time with passionate people, people who are interested in something really passionately. If you're always on the lookout for inspiring people and ideas, and you probably are since you're listening to this podcast, then you'll want to check out my monthly newsletter. I share a personal story inspired by my work, curate resources related to innovation and digital literacy, and connect you with thought leaders around the world, all delivered to your email inbox. Sign up on our website at changethenarrative.net. Some of the experiences that have helped me is having a beginner's mindset about things. So I think that, that I guess that's the idea of always trying something new and not sort of keeping on doing the same thing. I think I get bored quite easily if I'm doing the same thing. But in my first year teaching, I started to learn Irish dance. Um, I thought I was way better than I actually was, which was quite amusing when it came to St. Patrick's Day. But, um, but I think that that idea of, of putting yourself into a situation where you're learning something new. I've just started learning French. It's hard, man. It is hard learning a language as an old person. Um, yeah. but, but it's also really nice when it starts to come together and you can understand what people are talking about. Um, and I think it also is, is great for the kids that you work with or your own children as well to show that you're the sort of person that keeps learning. My grandfather took up judo when he was 80, I think, and he's learned Russian and like it just was an interesting person that kept learning things. And I think that's a, a great way to approach it. But I think I recognize the value in pushing yourself outside your comfort zone, that piece. And I think like if we put that into a classroom situation, it could be something like trying a new approach to reading groups it's it can be quite simple it doesn't have to be you know some grand move your entire family to the other side of the world sort of scenario but i think that idea of of never resting on your laurels and making sure that you're you're pushing yourself forward in some sort of way is is really what it's about yeah so i was going to say not everybody can live abroad or not everybody can afford to travel very far um so what are some simple things you think people can do close to home to have experiences that jog their minds a bit and help fuel that innovative mindset? Oh, so many things. Um, I think, again, that idea of being passionately curious about things really helps. So be passionately curious about where you are. There's so many great things that like citizen science projects or um, 
all sorts of things like that. If you find out what it is that you're really good at, then you can start thinking about how you can use those um, skills to help other people. One thing that's on my mind a lot at the moment, particularly being in Europe, is um, refugees. And, and just, it, I feel like if people just understood them and understood what it was that they went through, that they might be able to spend time, invite them in for Thanksgiving or, you know, celebrate a holiday of theirs like Chinese New Year perhaps or get involved in community centres. There's so many things on offer around that you can use your talents and skills for to support other people. That would be a fantastic way of pushing yourself outside your comfort zone. But I, but I do know that I follow things that I'm interested in and I dive deeply into them. Wow, that's beautiful. Tell me about a project you're working on right now that you're really excited about, Carly. Something that I'm really excited about right now is um, FarmBot. Have you heard of FarmBot? No. Great. I get to tell you something new as well. This is awesome. So it's a farming robot, really. So it's sort of the robot sort of plants the seeds, measures the soil moisture, waters the things, scans, takes photos, gets rid of weeds, all of that sort of stuff. Um, and it's something that you could 3D print if you have those sort of capabilities because it's all open source and all that sort of stuff. Or you can order this the set from the company itself. So I'm excited about that for a number of reasons. One, it connects technology with where we are located in Switzerland. And I love the idea of, um, of that connection with your home country or that the country that the school is located in um, but also the fact that it's an environmental um, piece one thing everybody can do is is find out a little bit more about where they are and whether that be the history or going on a photo walk and looking more deeply or connecting to I like I said I just had a visitor staying and she was out there with her phone taking pictures of bugs she hadn't seen before and and I learned that there were so many different species of things that were right under my nose and, and I hadn't been paying any attention. So I think don't forget the places, place that you are is a rich source of inspiration and innovation if you know where to look. A mutual friend of ours, Kathy Hunt, who's from Australia, oh, yeah. this last summer, and um, she loves the United States. She thinks it's hilarious, and uh, which it kind of is. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> um, and then we did this tour of Los Angeles, and um, I kind of love having guests because it, it helps me discover my own city. Like there, Absolutely. I've lived here for like 24 years and I still haven't seen everything um, or haven't seen it a certain way through an outsider's perspective. And I think what you were saying earlier about, you know, having that, that, um, that beginner's mindset, um, if you look at the world slightly differently, um, you can see a lot more about even just your own neighborhood. Absolutely. Yeah. Get yeah, out there and explore it. Where can people connect with you and find out more about your work? I'm KL Beasley on Twitter and Instagram. I'm on Pinterest. I think that's Carrie Lee Beasley. I've got a blog, kerryleebeasley.com. Most people can't spell any of those. So, <laughs> so I probably should have thought that through. But yeah. That's fantastic. And you're always sharing really great ideas. I know I'm a big fan of your blog. Um, yeah, it's you. not a daily blog, but when you put something out, it's solid <laughs> it's content. <really> so <laughs> no, I'm, I'm more of a deep diver rather than a regular poster. Well, Carrie, this is really a lot of fun. Thank you so much for joining us from Switzerland. I really appreciate you having this conversation with me. No problem. It's been fun. You can see photos of my trip to Morro Bay and links to Carrie Lee's blog, as well as her free ebook, Design Secrets Revealed, on our website at changethenarrative.net. Next time, it's the episode you've been waiting for. All this talk about innovation is great, but how do you get past that one little thing? Haters. 
That's right. How do you deal with people who put the brakes on your ideas or even want to derail you? That's next week on Change the Narrative. Like what you're hearing on this podcast? Rate us and write us a review. It helps people find us. Have a comment about the show? I'd love to hear what you think. You can send me a note on our website, 